You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising autistic children. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now instead of staying stuck, wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And Not Your Average Autism Mom is the answer. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 160, Autism, Sleep, and You, Dreaming of Solutions. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I am your host. I want to begin by welcoming so many new listeners to our podcast. We have had a record number of downloads this month, which I am so grateful for. If you're new here, I just want you to know that each week I talk about topics that I am hopeful resonate with you along your autism parenting journey. Our episodes aren't in any particular order, so I always recommend you just scroll through and you choose ones that might be helpful wherever you are in your journey. And also, if you're on social media, make sure you follow us at Not Your Average Autism Mom. And if you're a mom or a female caregiver, be sure that you join the Not Your Average Autism Mom movement group on Facebook. And to all of you diehard, faithful listeners, you know I love that you keep coming back week after week to listen to me. Y'all are the ones who give me new content ideas, and for that, I am so grateful. So thank you, thank you, thank you all for being here with me. Today, I'm I'm going deep into a topic that many of us in the autism community can relate to, sleep challenges. If you're a parent of a child on the spectrum, you know that sleep can be a daily battle. I've been there and I'm here to let you know that you are not alone. Throughout this episode, I'm going to share strategies that might just help you get a better night's sleep. And before I close out the episode, I'm going to go through your most asked questions about sleep or lack of. So, Parenting a child with autism, we know, has its brings its unique set of challenges. But one of the most prominent ones is dealing with sleep disruption. Look, sleep is essential for everyone, but it can be really tricky for our kids on the spectrum. Sleep challenges can manifest in various ways for children with autism. Imagine it's 2 a.m. and your child is still wide awake jumping on the bed, singing their favorite song, or fixated on that toy. You've tried all the things, but it seems to have no effect. Or maybe your child repeatedly wakes up through the night, needing your constant reassurance and attention. I promise that was Jordan. Four hours was all he could stay asleep for years. So I get it. I know that it can be incredibly exhausting and frustrating, can it? Sleep is a fundamental part of life. So why then for our kids is it so elusive? 
Studies show that a significant percentage, between 40 to 80% of our kids on the spectrum, struggle with sleep. And sleep is not just about rest. It plays a critical role in restoring our energy and building our brains and strengthening our memory and enhancing cognitive abilities. I remember all those sleepless nights all too well. And as many of you know, if you've been here for any length of time, my pillow was a constant staple outside of Jordan's bedroom door for years, trying to get some sleep when he did. He went through a phase and no matter how much we tried to establish a consistent sleep schedule, it was always a struggle. I think for us as parents, recognizing how disrupted sleep impacts behavior in our children is really important too. I want you to think of it as a domino effect, right? Poor sleep can amplify behavioral challenges like irritability, aggression, hyperactivity, communication struggles. So I'm going to break down the different sleep challenges commonly experienced in those with autism. And these can range from difficulties falling asleep, fragmented sleep throughout the night. You know, if they wake up frequently during the night and they struggle to go back to sleep, maybe they just don't get enough sleep overall, leaving them feeling tired during the day. Or are they resistant to go to bed? Maybe they wake up at the crack of dawn. Honestly, many of our kids face a unique combination of those challenges, making it just a complex puzzle for us to try to solve. But what causes those sleep disruptions in children on the spectrum? Understanding the underlying factors is key to finding solutions. It might be internal clock disruptions, GI discomfort, seizures, co-occurring conditions like anxiety or ADHD, Even certain medications can all play a role in sleep disruptions. Some of the causes might be, you know, we talked about the messy body clock, right? Their internal clocks are just disrupted. Tummy troubles, stomach issues with GI things that bring discomfort. Seizures in sleep. Epilepsy can mess with sleep patterns. And conditions like anxiety and ADHD also affect sleep. Some medications interfere with sleep routines. And now the million dollar question, what can we do to help our children sleep better? Even if it feels like a constant uphill battle. Well, we know there's no one size fits all solution, but there are some strategies and things that might work for you. These are common things that likely most of you have heard about, like establishing a consistent bedtime routine, minimizing screen time before sleep, creating a comfortable sleep environment, encouraging daytime physical activity, considering options like melatonin or other medications, obviously under medical supervision. Our kids on the spectrum often thrive on routines. Create a bedtime routine that includes things like reading a book, soft music, warm bath, 
all of those things that signal it's time to wind down. Establish a consistent bedtime routine because that will help your child to calm down and know it's bedtime. Create a sensory-friendly sleep environment, right? Comfortable, sensory-friendly. Make sure their bedroom is a is comfortable for them based on their individual needs. Maybe that's soft lighting, comfy pillows, bedding, maybe even a weighted blanket. That helps a lot of our kids. Limit screen time before bed. Because the blue light from the screens can interfere with the body's natural sleep and wake cycle, it's recommended to avoid screens for at least an hour before bedtime. And I'm just going to tell you from my own experience, I do not recommend that if your child struggles with sleep, you allow any electronic devices, including a television, to be in their room. Start young. Teach them that their bedroom is for sleeping at an early age. And we sleep at night. We don't play electronics. We don't watch TV. We sleep. And if you wake up, read a book. Encourage more physical activity during the day. When they've been active and exerted all that energy, the hope is their body will be more tired. Another thing, consider making some diet changes. Some parents have found that certain changes like reducing sugar and caffeine help to improve their child's sleep. And that brings me to the topic of medication. Talk to your child's doctor or a specialist who is experienced in autism and knows your child. They can guide you through medication options if necessary and monitor their progress. Melatonin is the first thing many want to recommend. And I'll just tell you, talk to your child's physician. They know best and melatonin isn't always successful. Many of us have been on this merry-go-round of trial and error when it comes to medication. We desperately search for something that can help our kids sleep. But it often feels like a never-ending quest. Every child is unique, and we know what works for one may not work for another. Navigating sleep issues in children with autism requires patience and openness and willingness to try new things. Knowing they may or may not work. Now, let me answer your most asked questions about sleep challenges in children with autism. When should I consider consulting a healthcare professional for my child's sleep issues? I will say if your child's sleep issues persist and are significantly impacting their daily life or yours, it's a good idea to consult a healthcare professional or a specialist or a specialist experienced in autism. They can help identify a potential underlying cause and recommend appropriate interventions. Why do kids with autism often struggle with sleep? Children with autism may have disrupted sleep-wake cycles, and they may also have GI troubles and anxiety. All of those things make sleeping challenging. Number three, how do sleep problems affect my child's behavior? Well, not getting enough sleep worsens behavioral issues, leading to crankiness and aggression and restlessness, and in my case, argumentative, 
He will argue with me to the ends of the earth. If I say it's blue, it's green. And when you can figure out how to improve their sleep, it can lead to better behavior. Number four, is melatonin safe for my child with autism? Melatonin can help regulate sleep-wake cycles. However, it's important to consult a healthcare professional before using it to determine, number one, the correct dosage and ensure that it's safe in conjunction with any other medications that your child is taking. Number five, what can I do when my child wakes up too early and struggles to go back to sleep? I would say create a relaxing and consistent environment during those early waking hours. Encourage quiet, calming activities. Don't give them the iPad or the tablet or the video games, right? You want to avoid stimulating or engaging tasks until it's time to wake up. What role does physical activity during the day play in improving my child's sleep? Well, encouraging physical activity during the day can help regulate the body's natural sleep-wake cycle and promote better sleep. However, I will say it's important to avoid stimulating activities close to bedtime. Don't do any of those things after dinner. My child is resistant to going to bed. How can I establish a successful bedtime routine? Well, I'm going to tell you, consistency is key. Create a predictable and calming routine. Reading a book, taking a bath, listening to soft music. All of those things signal that it's time for bed. And you have to be consistent. Consistency helps in establishing successful bedtime habits. You can't do it one night and skip three nights. That's not consistent. What role does screen time play in my child's sleep problems? Well, excessive screen time, particularly close to bedtime, can interfere with the body's natural sleep-wake cycle. Because of that blue light that's emitted by screens, it messes with that sleep-wake cycle. So limiting screen exposure at least an hour before bedtime can promote better sleep. Remember, every child is unique. Be patient, observe and track their sleep patterns, and seek professional advice if you're not seeing any improvement. And before I close, I just want to say, running on no sleep is not good for anyone's quality of life. Sleep is necessary. And if you're anything like me, I remember wondering how in the heck Jordan was functioning on four hours of sleep. But he did, trust me, he did for years. And I never figured out how. Because I remember so many times feeling literally exhausted from no sleep. Imagine trying to run a marathon on four hours of sleep, having eaten only, you know, a single granola bar and a small sip of water with. 26.2 miles to go. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not that girl. I'm not over here running any marathons. But think about it. How far do you think you would make it before your energy ran out, causing you to hit the wall and just collapse? Being a parent or caregiver of someone on the spectrum can feel like running a marathon every day. 
However, if you push too far or too long, then you will suffer the consequences. Parenting is the hardest job you'll ever have. So if you're going to make it to that finish line day after day, then you have to make yourself a priority and take care of yourself. Don't let yourself get to a place where you can't get up. It happens. Caregiver burnout is a real thing. And I have an episode on that. So if you haven't listened, go back and find it. Lack of sleep is at the top of that list. So this is me reminding you, do whatever you need to do to get sleep if you need it. Ask for help. Call a friend, a family member, a church member, reach out to the school team, but ask for help because you deserve it. Your family deserves you to be at your best and you won't be there without making yourself a priority and getting what you need. And if that's sleep, mama, go to bed. Find a way. Your family needs you. So whatever else happens, you cannot allow yourself to be damaged or compromised through abuse or careless neglect. We all have physical and emotional limits and the process of growth necessarily involves pushing the envelope in some way. If you push too far or too long, the consequences can come with a heavy price. I hope this episode has been helpful and you are glad that you came and spent some time with me today. As always, until next week, be well and remember, above all, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to ask you to take a minute and write a review. That's how we reach more moms just like us. And that is how you can pay it forward to help another mom who might be struggling right now. I also want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom membership. That's where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children, who all show up to show the world they are Not Your Average Autism Mom. It's my favorite place to be, so head on over to the website, www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to find out all the details. And listen, if we're not open for new members right now, make sure you join the waitlist so you're the first to know when we open. We hope you do. We would love to work with you inside.